Welcome to the 2019 NRL Grand Final Special on the Batuta Advocate Radio Show. I'm Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate, joined, of course, by Errol Parker, editor-at-large. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know how, it's probably because you've opened up one of our NRL Grand Final Special stories. And if you want to pause this podcast, you can find it just under the second paragraph. For everyone else, thank you for tuning in. We're recording live out of Baxter Boots Studio in downtown Batuta. And today we have a very special guest. as an NRL club journeyman, if you will, but also a, a growing voice in uh, rugby league journalism, rugby league media. And he's here today to spill the beans on the culture that is rugby league, what has changed since he was playing not that long ago, and what remains very much the same. He's also going to give us some analysis and some predictions on this Sunday's grand final showdown between the Canberra Raiders and the Sydney Roosters. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Last weekend was um, a dismal, dismal performance uh, in the AFL. A lot of people were left questioning whether it was a practical joke watching those poor buggers from... GWS get kicked around the park. But, you know, the real big dance is this weekend. It's a, a Raiders-Roosters grand final. Canberra versus Sydney, the um, historic rivalry that is. And uh, to talk about it today, we've been joined by a visionary rugby league media personality. I guess you're not used to that term. Uh, probably the one of the more prominent voices in uh, rugby league media. Uh, and he's, he's one that's allowed to say whatever he wants because he's not beholden to anyone. Dean and Kent from The Locker Room. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. It's uh, visionary. I think that's a bit <laughs> extravagant. Rugby League Oracle, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Now, mate, you had a... I guess you were kind of like a bit of a ponger coming up, weren't you? You were kind of bouncing between codes before, yes. before settling on Rugby League. I mean, probably nowhere near as good as ponger. <laughs> so maybe a... a Oh, I thought you were up there. Home brand Ponga. Home brand. Black and gold Ponga. <laughs> Black and gold Ponga. No, I played, yeah, played a bit of soccer, actually. Well, a lot of soccer. I didn't play any rugby league growing up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was fully into the soccer. I was going to go to England for it all. And, right. And I just was mucking around with some mates at school in a thing called Confraternity Shield. Mm-hmm. And basically, a coach came to me and said, well, look, what would you do if an NRL club was interested in you? And I was like... Oh, whatever like you know i'm just having fun because i just wanted days off school because i had nationals for soccer the next week yeah that's why i wasn't going to go i didn't want to get injured yeah at the end of the carnival i won this player's most potential but i actually just come down with like uh like really bad sickness so when i won the glandular some some teenager yeah Mm. something like that something from some some sexually transmitted disease or something like that bashing in a blue light (laughs) even though i was still a virgin but whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh yeah i got play with the most potential and i was sick so when i got it at the time you couldn't speak to anyone before a certain deadline yeah so Ivan Henjak, the Broncos, yeah. ended up being a Broncos coach. He just said, look, I'm sorry if you're with another club, you know, but you've won the award if you want to come to our development camp, blah, blah, blah. Because I was sick, I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I didn't even think about it. And then I went home, told my parents, and they called Broncos. And they're like, look, he doesn't play rugby league. He's got nationals for soccer. What does he <laughs> want to do? And, yeah, long story short, they um, they were really interested. And, yeah. and then AFL actually became interested and because they found out a kid could switch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I had a meeting with the Brisbane Lions actually, yeah. uh, and they just said we'll fast track you if you come across to us six months, we'll get you to the draft. And I just had to make the choice, I guess. But and I went because I was with the Queensland Raw yeah. in A League, like they were the A League was coming in the next year, so I went to them and they just said because I was sixteen, I think at the time in the reserve grade side, and the first grade side was the one that played in the A League, so I was, you know, in the system to play A League or whatever. 
Daria Vidasic, I used to play with him and, and all yeah. those boys. And uh, yeah, so I decided footy. So how steep was the learning curve going into the NRL? You know, like you, you had to learn to tackle, had to learn oh, to pass. Mate, it was, had to learn to use your hands. Really. Oh, mate. It was honestly, so the first training session I rocked up, I first of all, we so we had tackling on the pads. And because when you play soccer, you have no traps. Like, mm-hmm. like I know it's, it's a tree. I've got some yeah. traps now. You've got a neck. <laughs> yeah, I have a neck. Yeah, exactly. Had a neck. Exactly. Now I have no neck. Um, but yeah, so the first session, it was on the diamond pads and they're just shields that go across your chest. And these, and for anyone that doesn't know much about footy, like this is warm-up. This is nothing. Like this is juggling a soccer ball to warm-up. I did two tackles and I had to stop because I was like, I was cramping mm-hmm. from the impact. Yeah. And, and also I'm tackling the, the best players in the country because it's the Broncos and you know the Wayne, Wayne's still coach Wayne was a coach yeah yeah and so um, he was actually the one that asked them to fast track me to go to their because I was supposed to go to their development camp ended up going to their elite camp um, yeah. fast track to their elite camp anyway so did the first session absolutely like 72 kilos completely fish out of water didn't know the rugby league culture was very I just the camaraderie the banter was totally different to soccer soccer you had to call the coach sir and you weren't allowed to walk around in thongs and if you didn't have a water bottle in your hand, you'd get fined. Like, it was completely different. Even on the Goldie? Oh, absolutely. Because really? we're well, in the Queensland sides and everything like that. So. Yeah. You, really? You, oh, absolutely. Is that because that everyone's kind of from like staunch ethnic households? Oh, it must be. Honestly, it's com- it is it is completely different. It might have changed now, but when the I was bigotry of the NRL was a, was a shock for you. It, it really was. I really was. I, I um we were sit when we'd sit in circles and they talk about what they do on the weekend. I was genuinely offended and shocked. Like I was sitting there going, "This is crazy." Like I remember, I, like one dude did whatever on the weekend, and I, it just came out of me i was like but why did you do that that's so wrong everyone just burst out laughing at me like who is this clown (laughs) and anyway so the first few years are really hard the culture shock the culture was actually the hardest thing to learn the game was relatively easy because i was on the wing and fucking wingers do nothing anyway and the worst thing about me was like they say wingers hang out with footy players but i didn't even do that because i had no mates (laughs) Uh, but yeah it was really hard the the culture shock was the biggest shock Mm. um but the learning curve was at the start, they didn't think I'd move as quickly as I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the it was like the few weeks in, the, all the young boys, the like under nineteen Bronco side, because it was under nineteen at the time, they uh, said to us, they went around in a circle, and the coaches, the reserve grade coaches, pointing to all of us, and he pointed to everyone and said, "You're ready for reserve grade." Basically, saying like, "It's up to you to work hard." And the only guy in the group here was like, "You are not ready for reserve grade." <laughs> and I was like sitting there, um, but yeah, so it was it was it was good though. Like it, it just. What's weird is when you're young, you just think you can do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if I had if now, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's a big yeah. jump. Like, what am I doing? I've never even played before. How um, do you reckon you would have gone if you kind of stuck with soccer? Do you reckon you would have you would have played overseas? Um, well, my brother was with Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Um, and so they were just below the Premier League. So he was 17. They would have been 18. Yeah. And he just got picked up with them. So, you know, I'd made all the Queensland sides and mm-hmm. overseas is such a... It, I don't know. I know I definitely would have played A League. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, right. But obviously it's, um, you know, yeah. it's A League. It's, it's hard in England, though, but fuck, it's big coin over there, isn't oh, it? Oh, massive. But the thing with soccer is, is you can go to some fucking Lithuania or something and yeah. earn like fucking 800 grand or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few more options. Yeah, yeah. well, oh, unbelievable. Outside of uh, the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> yeah. <of the> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Mind you, you did end up at the Warriors. 
Oh, yeah. I did end up with the Warriors. Um, now, you've got Kiwi background. No, no. It, no. Says, it says it on my wiki, but I don't. I don't yeah. know who put it there. It says yeah. Turkish as well, not yeah. Turkish. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was funny. So you just played in New Zealand. That's all that got yeah, you. Yeah, but again, it was that because I hadn't been in the rugby league system, I didn't understand the ramifications of going to the new Warriors. You know, yeah. I didn't know that there was a long history of careers buried over there yeah, yeah. Um, of Australians going over there and struggling. Yeah. So again, that was just a, it, don't get me wrong, the place was fantastic. You know, if you could take Auckland City and put it in a good weather area, yeah. it would be one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Yeah. Would be. On the, on the water there, yeah. all of it, oh, I mean, all I'm, not gonna go South Auckland. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. You know what, I went to South yeah, Auckland yeah. once um, to train because we had training for reserve grade out there because I got smart. dropped. Yeah. And um, it was the first time in my life where I was like, like I'm the enemy here. Yeah, you yeah. know, it was it was intense. Like yeah. driving through there, people looking at you, they could tell that you know you're obviously not from there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I spent a lot of time in Logan in Brisbane, yeah. which is you know the rough area of yeah, in yeah, Woodridge. Yeah. Even there was nothing compared yeah. to when I went through South Auckland. I was yeah, genuinely right. like, wow, this Logan is on steroids, Mount Druid oh, on steroids. It was it was intense, yeah, yeah. intense. Yeah, um, it wasn't spiky enough. <laughs> come on, mate. <laughs> it was yeah, exactly, and also just. It was just. It was like I was in America. Yeah. I don't know. It was. Yeah. It was just intense. It was yeah, really yeah. intense. That's where you finished up your. Uh, oh no! You and you ended up back at the Bronx after that. Back at the Bronx, went to Union, but I came back to the Bronx and I had two good years there. Yeah. But at that stage, there so much footy politics had happened to me personally with contracts and yeah. all that kind of stuff. By the second, by the 2011, that's basically when I'd mentally clocked out of. Yeah of being like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Went to the union for a bit, didn't, hated it. Um, went to Dragons for a bit, yeah. quit, stayed in Wollongong. 2013 rolls around. I'm just working pouring beers and, and went on a massive bender. Woke up to a missed call from the Broncos. <laughs> and they're like, look, do you want to come out of, come back to the Broncos? So I went back to the Broncos again on no coin. Yeah, yeah got named, made my way all the way back into first grade, got named to play. It's like a thousand days since I'd played. Told everyone yeah. I was in the papers. Fucking yeah. everyone's excited. <laughs> Two days before the game, the coach calls me and he's like, "Oh no, nah, really sweet. Like <laughs> you're not playing." So, mate, so, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're supposed to be out for four weeks." Yeah, yeah. And, and I got named at two, so not even eighteen. Two. It's announced everything. They announced it that I'm playing. <laughs> anyway, to to rub salt into the wounds, he dropped the other winger. And put a forward on the other wing, <laughs> and that's when I was like, "What am I doing? Like, this is crazy! Like yeah, this is not of a briefcase." Oh yeah. man, I was I was on uh, twenty five grand a year. Ooh, that's it. That's yeah. That's, that is uh, almost like you. If if you were getting paid that much pulling beers, you could take that to court. You know yeah, I mean? oh, it was crazy. Oh. It was crazy. And, and th- th- even so, in my debut year, it's changed a lot now. But my debut year, so you know, obviously, give myself a rap here, but I. I scored like one of the tries of the year. I ran for the most meters ever in a de- like a debut, everything like that. I was on thirty grand plus match payments, and then the next year I was on fifty grand plus match payments. Well, that's a lot more than you would get paid playing rugby league in Lithuania, I guess. Yeah, I know. But in saying that, you could get away with anything in yeah, Lithuania because yeah. no one knows who the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit like playing rugby league in Darwin. <laughs> you know, um- now, tell us a little bit about your post-career. You've, um, as we said before, you've gone out and done a bit of media yourself and you're kind of, you, you're doing your own stuff, which is which is very rare. Um, you know, most most footballs that end up in media, just they walk straight into that Fox Sports contract or that Channel 9 contract and providing they behave themselves, they're there forever, um, as long as I can string a sentence together. But you've kind of gone out on your own. One, you've opened up your own pub 
and you've and you've got your own podcast. Do you think this whole kind of going out there and doing it on my own, kind of breaking away from the the clubs and the institutions that all the blokes stay at even after they stop playing mm. footy, is that? Do you reckon that comes from being a bit of an outsider in the league, like yeah. you know, going and making a quid for yourself and not kind of relying on a ambassador role? In yeah, the game? no, <laughs> I mean you're totally right. Like I, I didn't really think about that, but yeah. you, you're you're totally right. I, I even. Don't get me wrong. It took me a few years, and eventually, like I understood what you know, mm-hmm. what I needed to do, and how I needed to act to be accepted by the boys. But even growing up through school, I was always a bit an outsider in mm. the sense that I had a certain way that I did things, yeah. and sometimes it's hard to deal with if you're not, yeah. you know, thinking the same way. Which yeah, is yeah. probably it's fucking my fault, not yeah. theirs, because I'm the one that's everyone else is getting along, and I'm not getting yeah. along with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, totally right. It is. It's genuinely because I feel like I. I've got a specific way to do things yeah. and I feel it can work mm-hmm. and I've, I guess, got the confidence to try to push that way. But And I, I never want to be – it sounds, you know, really arrogant or whatever, but I never want to be working under someone that I'm smarter than. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hate yeah. – like I was I was doing my tra- – and that's, that's no disrespect to – it's just in a certain area I feel like yeah. I've got things that can be pushed forward that maybe they haven't thought of. Yeah. So, for example, like, you know, as a sparky, because when I quit, I did my mature age electric, electrical apprenticeship. And um, that's some good coin, actually. Mature age apprenticeship. Oh, what was that? I, know, I was like twenty five an hour or something oh, like that. I an thought hour. it was a bit better than that. No, man. I think it's like twenty six or twenty seven an hour. But um, it's torture because, like, yeah. you go on these sites and and these guys are really good at being a sparky yeah. and better than me, way better than me. Yeah. But like, they treat you like shit, and it's like it's so hard because you're getting treated like shit. But mm. you're older, you got to cop it, and mm. they're making you go like we used to work on like out in Goulburn. Yeah. The, apparently it's like on average coldest place in, the, in Australia like yeah. with the wind factor or whatever it is a cold and, fucking place oh it's so fucking cold and so like we'd be working in like balaclavas whatever yeah. and, and the, the uh, leading hand would like he'd go can you go get us a screwdriver I'd go walk like 800 because on a big mine above ground mine I'd walk like fucking 800 metres to get it come back and he'd be like oh can you just go get us some uh, cable ties? And he would just do shit like that to me all the time. So it was, it was, t- and I, I guess that scarred me for the workforce. Um, do you think he was doing it on purpose? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh man, I mean, I had plenty of run-ins with guys yeah. that were just trying to staunch me. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, like big I, shot footy player. Yeah, that's, they just wanted to be able to go home and say, like, yeah, he works for me. You know, he, yeah. he's a shit kicker at where I work. I was like, I mean, I am. You're right, but you don't need to be so mean about it. Hurt your feelings. <laughs> Did you um, you experience that in the pubs once you once you do? you know, sign for a footy club. You know, footy players tend to get baited a bit by punters out there yeah, who want to wind you up. I think so. I think especially in this day and age, like when I was coming through, there were fights every weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sorted it out. Yeah. <laughs> so like if, you know, for example, I at the at the Normby once, there was a guy and he... <laughs> He said something to a great place. Don't you dare say one bad thing about <laughs> it. Sunday it's afternoons. a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, but it is very, very rough. Um, but yeah, so I was at the Normby and and so this is, I was 2008, so I was like peak yeah. of my career and I was the NRL top try scorer at the time. And I got into like a, basically a fight, like push and shove, like, you know. Malay. Malay, yeah. you know, head pushing everything. Like, it would be sent off on report if it was on a footy field these yeah. days yeah. Um, with a slap. <laughs> and so, yeah, that happened. Huge drama. Like, we all get cleared out, put out the front. If that happened today, 100% in the news, yeah. it's a massive drama. Instead, went out the front, went home, woke up the next morning, got a call from the owner of Normby. He's like, yeah, come in. Um, I want to have a chat to you. I was like, yeah, sweet. He's like, here's the tapes. Just gonna delete them. Yeah, sweet. It's all good. And you know Go the Broncos. Yeah, and it was, yeah, that was the end of it. And and that should be the end of it. Yeah, like yeah, no yeah. one got hurt. Like yeah. this guy tried to fight me. Yeah. 
and I, you know, stood up for myself or whatever, mm. and and that was it. Like, never no, no iPhones, no nothing. Yeah, there was none of that. No. So, um, you know, so whereas I feel like today you can say anything to yeah. anyone yeah. if they hit you, boom, assault charge. Rennie Matur and Willie Mason came in um, at the start of the season. We had a little chit chat. Uh, you know, dogs of war. Everyone knows mm. how loose they were, but even they said, and I'm interested to know your opinion on this. Things have changed. You can get in trouble easier. But do you think the boys are playing up more? Like that last off season uh, was a bad one. It was a pretty. It was you pretty wild. Honestly, no, no, absolutely not. You reckon nothing's changed? Just no. I think they're better. Yeah, right. I know they're better. You know, obviously outside the allegations and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, the, like the things before the courts. And yeah, stuff, things yeah. before the courts. That's a completely different yeah. ball game. But when it's like, you know, blokes hooking up with chicks and all yeah. that kind of stuff, I think I think they're better. I think yeah. you, you would be. The public, I mean, again, it's the context of the time. We yeah. always think like, we always try to, we judge the past with yeah. cu- current standards. Yeah. And so we always look back and like, you know, oh, that's so bad. And, yeah. and we're looking at it from today's lens, but we don't realize it was a totally different time. Yeah, yeah. You know, even 10 years ago, like smartphones have changed everything. Yeah, yeah. We're accountable for everything and anything at all times. When I Even when I came back in 2013, compared to when I was at the Broncos, like, and this is just a, you know, example. It's not, not uh, like, as bad as what has happened in the off seasons, but just even the banter yeah. has changed. Like yeah. they had to tell the boys of 2013 guys, you've got to stop, you know, ripping each other to shreds. Where I was coming <laughs> through, you just got annihilated, and there was no off limits. Your career, you're a bum. You haven't done nothing. Your missus is this. Your missus is that. So it was, it was, yeah. and it just it built a really thick skin because at yeah. the start it really emotionally yeah. coming from yeah. soccer, you yeah. poor bugger. Yeah, just getting smacked. And also the worst thing is because I did come from soccer, I yeah, was already was, a fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So, and you didn't have a very quick, you know, tongue either. You, no, so you, I'm just sitting there like with my head down, going, oh, okay, I guess I am a piece of shit. <laughs> and so. Yeah, it's it's def- I don't definitely don't think they're any worse, and I think that if smartphones were around ten years ago, you yeah. would be shocked at the things yeah. you saw. There are other avenues for them to act up now. With the you, you didn't have to play with online gambling around. Did oh you? yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I, again, I don't really know anything about gambling, so yeah. like, that whole environment to me yeah, is yeah. foreign. So I and I, I don't think that is like in the scheme of things. It's in the AFL too. People betting mm. on their own. You just, young blokes can't. They can't fully think things through. Oh, that, they're, they're not hurting anyone, but they are they're surrounded by online gambling sponsors the oh, whole time. It's in their face constantly. Yeah. If I went online and the access to things that you can fuck up on yeah. is just crazy. Like the amount of negative comments, like some of the stuff people write, you're just like, yeah. mate, you have the IQ of a fucking pe- like yeah. a dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, like <laughs> just some of the stuff people write is crazy. A dumb dog. A d- yeah. yeah, a dumb yeah. dog. A dumb yeah. dog. <laughs> Um, they're not as bad, but they have more opportunities to be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, def- I agree with that. They definitely have more opportunities to make mistakes. <laughs> Although, just on that, just quickly, um, you know, how the attitudes now are a bit different. If uh, a couple of Titans boys came into your bar and acted the goat, do you think the tapes would go missing? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. No, there's no. Let's, let's just give the bar a plug. What, what is it, boys? Uh, it's called Bloke in the Bar right. on the Gold Coast. Bloke in the Bar? What, 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 whereabouts in the Goldie? Um, Broadbeach, just up from Loose Moose in the Oasis Shopping Centre. Yeah, right. Huh? I know it's biased. I know it's wrong. And I know it's, you know, if, if I, I don't really consider myself a journalist, but in saying that, people may look at me like that, mm. but I'm absolutely biased towards the players. And I'll openly admit that. There's, there's, I'll always, if there is a 50 50 call, I'll always take the player's side. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, well, and, I, and that was from the start. I've always said that, and then and I'm open. 
open with that just because I feel like the negative idea of being biased doesn't outweigh the bias from the media looking to tear them down. So if I can just be that tiny little fucking pebble, I'm okay with uh, the the ethical dilemma of being biased because there's so many people being fucking biased on the other end. Jump on them, yeah. Where do you reckon would be the best place to play footy? Uh, and we oh. like Townsville, Newey, is that where you get looked after the best? Fucking Newey would be good, man. Yeah, yeah. Newey, T- Townsville's a bit small for me, but yeah. a mad cow. Great place. Yeah. Fuck Newey, they love yeah. it. Yeah. Like, especially the Jernos, if cops, everyone's looking after him. Yeah, and if, if they're winning, like when they were winning, <laughs> can you imagine if they made the grand final? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, Although, imagine being in Melbourne, like you'd get to be invisible. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like the positive with like, with everyone frothing on you is yeah. you can get away with anything yeah, and I yeah. feel like the yeah. Newey boys can get away with quite a lot Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and whereas Melbourne's fucking too cold yeah. fucking you're dead and being invisible is actually not what they want you know yeah, you want I a mean, little yeah. bit of oh, you, love it. you know what I, I love the attention at the start when I was younger like you know if I was to play now I think it would get to me a bit because yeah. I'm older and like yeah. I realise it really doesn't mean anything and yeah. you're just the flavour of the month yeah yeah but when I was younger, I fucking loved it. Like, fuck, you know, you're young, you're fucking stupid. You, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm single, yeah. There's no chance I'm going to get any pussy otherwise. <laughs> like, fucking hell. So, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Now, tell us a little bit about this match this weekend. What are you thinking? Oh, man. I mean, the Roosters are just so good all over the park. But mm-hmm. and, and it's easy to get caught up in this momentum that they've created for themselves. Yeah. But they've lost against the Rabbitohs twice, Knights, Panthers, Broncos. Mm-hmm. So they definitely can be beaten. Yeah. They definitely can be beaten. And then also you look at their completion rate. It was 71%. Mm-hmm. They had less possession. And I think um, Storm's completion rate was like 75% or something like yeah. that. Whereas both teams, Raiders, Canberra, was 80%. Uh, Rabbitohs actually had like fucking nearly 60% possession. Yeah. So I don't think the Raiders are as far away from the Roosters yeah. as people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially when you look at that, you know, that they had nearly forty percent possession. There was something like thirty-seven tackles in their half. They defended it, and the Rabbitohs have beaten the Roosters twice. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to think that two of the, Roosters and Ra- Raiders are two of the best defensive sides in the comp. The Rabbitohs, when they're on song, and are one of the best attacking sides, especially yeah. at the start of the season. Yeah. So I just think that. If the Raiders' attack can be incredible, yeah. you know, BJ Lailua just breaking tackles. So, so, for example, Nick Kotrick last year broke the most tackles in the NRL period, yeah. more than Tedesco. Joey Lailua and Rapana, I think 2016, were also the most tackle breaks. They're their points of difference, I feel like, could maybe... And then you've got Papali, so if they can yeah. get the back of that. So I don't think they're as far away as people think they are. Do you reckon Raiders have peaked at the right time? That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Because, you know, <clears throat> Newey obviously did what yeah. they do best and peaked way too early. Oh. And they had a big streak, but yeah, Raiders feel like they're like they're almost at the zenith of their season right now, which yep. is probably a good spot to be. Yeah, I think really now at this point of the season, there's only one way to really to strike a difference, and that's you know if you put Jack White and Luke Keary against each other, because when Luke Keary has a great game, that the Roosters win. He's the cornerstone yep. of every Roosters sort of victory, and he's also the cornerstone of every loss they've had. Mm, so that's very, I think that's a good point. Very good point. I think that's going to really be the key: the Raiders' ability to shut down Luke Keary. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point. And also, in the second half, when the Roosters struggled a bit, Keary was very quiet because he yeah. he injured himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he landed on his ankle—that's a re-injury of an old, 
you know, if that's a yeah. fresh ankle, there's no way that's injuring him. This is him. the type of match where they reckon Papali's been sent to just put a shoulder, land on that ankle. You know what? I reckon they're going to say Whiten, and yeah. Whiten loves it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want you to do anything you can to try and run at him, hurt him, Piss whatever. your pants, get in his face. <laughs> Headbutt him, whatever you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, know what's, you know what's devastating for him? I mean, obviously, what he did was terrible, and, you know, let's get all the disclaimers out of the way. What, is, what he did was terrible, but I feel like he's... His reputation, he's actually Ken Blue from yeah. what I've been told. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, I get all these comments like, oh, he can't put, like, on photos and they're like, oh, Wharton can't throw him. I'm like, he's the biggest damage done to him is his reputation as a fighter. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. he it looks like and he can't fight. Just looking at that video, too, I mean, that was a night out in Canberra. If it wasn't a Raiders player doing to you, it's some feral, yeah. some yeah. other bloke in Canberra. But if it was in Townsville, <laughs> would this have been an issue? Yeah, it would have been a or tree, Newcastle? tree falling in the woods. That's <laughs> yeah, what it would have been. But, uh, but also, you know, you can see when Jake, get the car. Come on, mate. Yeah. You know. People would have... You can see people getting baited too, you know? Like a, a, a young rugby league player is no different to any bloke. And you see he's getting out of a cab and someone yells something at him and, you know... Yep. That's it. But anyway, this weekend, will he piss his pants and get in, get in Kiri's face? That's, uh, that's if remains to be seen. he pisses his pants, is a guaranteed Clive Churchill. Surely. <laughs> surely he wins a Clive Churchill. Yeah. First like to ever piss his pants. <laughs> yeah. um, Outside of, what was old mate's name? Russell Packer. Oh. <laughs> well, he just pissed on the field, so yeah. that's fine. That's <laughs> It's, there's a good energy right now, and it's obviously reminiscent of 2014 with the with the Rabbitohs mm. when kind of the fans want to believe. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. going, you know, the Rabbitohs had the bell. Raiders are going to have the horn. Yeah, uh, Mal Meninga's coming back to blow the horn. It might just have to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> if that isn't memed the shit out of, yeah, no, yeah, I'm disappointed in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that if if we're living in a fairy tale for this to happen, yeah. I think everything is happening for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Does it, but it's a fairy tale, so the chances of it happening yeah. are relatively small. But in, again, I just think that Raiders have everything to play for. Mm. You know, whereas the Roosters, and they do have a lot to play for, Cronk and that, but there is, you're working at such high percentages of, or small percentages of like extreme excellence yeah. that... When you need to go to that extra spot, and the Roosters have proven they can, but when you need to go to that crazy, you know, yeah. insane Dave Goggins, yeah. can shit yourself spot, yeah. the Raiders may just have that extra step in them because they're not yeah. going back to back. If we're talking about the fairy tale, Cameron Smith would have got 400 games in a premiership in his last season. That's done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's done. So, Cronk, we can forget about that. You yeah, know what it, I mean? It could happen to Cronk. Like, this is his last game. He has been at. At the Roosters for years, you know they are <laughs> they a club. That like talent. A they are a club that fosters talent. They go out and they find it and they nurture it. They plant it and they water it year after year after year. And and, and I just think that Cronk, he he kind of deserves to go out a winner. But yeah. in saying that, I don't think it'd be good for the game if the Roosters win back to back. Yeah. Don't want to snatch the um, no. snatch victory from the jaws of the four Englishmen that have just arrived in Canberra. <laughs> you know, Mate, speaking yeah, oh, of fostering talent, can you yeah. imagine? But can you imagine if the like the yeah. siren goes and the yeah. rate like the, the siren goes, the Roosters win. Yeah, and that, don't get me wrong, they deserve it. They yeah. work their ring out, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Siren goes, Roosters win. Yeah, great. We're yeah. all happy. Well done, Cronk. You know, all their made up fans are loving yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. All the bandwagon Bondi fans that <laughs> literally never go to any games ever. <laughs> the Waratahs fans. <laughs> The siren goes, the Raiders win. Yeah. I think, you know, the yeah. jubilation, it's not against the Roosters. It's more just like, this, yeah. is, that, this is a club that is in Canberra for one, and no disrespect to Canberra, but it's a tough place to go yeah. to move people yeah. that live majority in Sydney and yeah, yeah. You know, Queensland and Brisbane and all that kind of stuff. So they got that extra 
burden yeah. of trying to recruit. Mm. You know, they get pommies there because fucking England's even worse. Mm. <laughs> and they don't even have the New Zealand factor of like they've got a whole country to pull from. They've yeah. got a tiny place. They got it's hard to recruit. They haven't won. They haven't been in the grand final for twenty five years. Yeah. So all of these things, like, yeah, I mean, like if they won, it would be. But we've seen it before. Like, if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. Like the um, bunnies, roosters. Uh, sorry, bunnies, sharks. bunnies, cowboys, and sharks. Yes. I mean, really, the the wins in between that those three have just been like you know back to status quo. Really. Yeah. Yeah, that's Storm true. Roosters. That's so true. So, it, it, yeah, it, it'll be great for the game, and it probably will happen, but we'll wait and see. And I'm not putting my checkies anywhere. Uh, just like Roosters, man. Like, they're just so, like, okay, you, you hold them in there for four tackles. Yeah. And then to death, so he takes a fucking scoot and yeah. gets a fast play the ball. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what they're so good at. Like, you shoot out a line. Like, I think that if the Raiders can do what Queensland did with Papali leading them to New yeah. South Wales, yeah. and that was just this crazy line speed, yeah. that will go a long way to being like the Ra- Roosters. Playmakers don't have as much time. He's to got organize. some toe. Papali. Oh, for how a much do you reckon he's over a hundred? He'd be at least one hundred and fifteen. I reckon. Really? At least. Mm. No, no. How much do you reckon he's over a hundred meters? Oh, hundred meters. Um. Oh man, for a big boy, thirteen seconds. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking fast. Yeah, for a big boy, hundred percent. And it's got a real cannonball kind of effect too. Like that, that try he got on the weekend. Mate, <laughs> just yeah. kept moving. A lot of inertia. <laughs> and the thing is, he's got the perfect frame for footy because he's like thick and mm-hmm. he's not too tall. Yeah. So really hard to chop. Yeah. Um, and he's got that conservative Queensland Islander haircut, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. good church boy. Yep, yep. He's got the short back and sides. Yep, yep. I'm a big fan of that look. Absolutely. Izzy yeah. used to have it until he put the blonde in the front. <laughs> <laughs> you played with Izzy? How was that? Yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard because like you got you got everything that happened. Yeah. And it's like, if I say he was a good bloke. Yeah. And we got along really well. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Apparently, everyone, but everyone says that. Everyone says he was a great bloke when they were playing. Well, I just think him. that like people, like again, I totally do not agree with anything that he has said. Mm. Like, so let's get the disclaimer out. I, yeah. I don't, you know, at all. But like, not, I think what I, you're telling us you're not a hyper orthodox. Yeah, like I think Pentecostal. I, <laughs> I think that people, like most most people, don't genuinely believe in yeah. scripture. Yeah. So I don't think people really understand. He genuinely thinks that. Like, if you yeah. really think that people are going to hell yeah. and you're a good person, yeah. you would actually try to warn them against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so people don't understand that if you, if he, and this is not excusing. I'm just saying this is his mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he genuinely thinks that if these people do this, they're going to go to hell. Yeah. Like if 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 you genuinely believe that if you drink that water, you're going to hell. Yeah. Like you fully believed it. Yeah. You would consider yourself a bad person. You're going to hell. <laughs> you, you you would consider yourself a bad person for not warning that person yeah, yeah. that they're going to hell. And so I think like when people, it's again I'm not sitting. It's totally wrong. And also he's with a private company. But all, yeah. all that kind of yeah. carry on. But yeah, I, I think people need to realize that he genuinely thinks he's helping. Yeah. The country. Look. Now blink twice if um. I'm gay. I'm actually gay. (laughs) Blink twice if he uh, wasn't a good Christian at the Broncos. (laughs) No, I'm not saying nothing about that shit. (laughs) Bro, I'm not going 6'9 on all this shit. No way. Now, you know what? He he, he was, when I was at the Broncos with him, not excusing anything, but he was a great guy. We were great mates. We spoke a lot. Played outside him. Mm -hmm. He was my center. When in the under-19s, Queensland side, he was my center. Yeah, I mean... He was just a good. He was a nice guy. He was a, He was genuinely just a nice guy. But that doesn't obviously excuse what he said. So if it comes down to Golden Point, which I think it will, wow, I think they will be evenly matched mm. um, because you've got. 
a back line on both teams that hasn't shied away from kicking field goals all season. Yep, that's true. That's very so true. So that as we've seen in like other ones that have gone a golden point, like what happened in in the Cowboys game when they won, you really had a team that only had one really, really, really good person who could, who could kick a field goal. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. But here, this will be much different. So That's very true because Caesar, what, he kicked like four field goals yeah. against, who was it, Manly, I think maybe, or whoever it was. Was it Dogs, maybe. Dogs or mm. someone. Um, no, that's a very good point. You know, they in, they both have sort people that can genuinely nail the field goal and are good at it. Now, tell us a little bit, like, what, what kind of, you didn't come from a rugby league family. You came yeah. from a soccer family. Brother played soccer. Were you kind of the first to engage in in, in NRL? Or? Oh, absolutely. We yeah. didn't even watch rugby league growing up. Yeah, like right. I couldn't even. It was something. It just wasn't on in our house. My you dad started learning play. their names and you started breaking their records. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Ran off to Kiri. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. Is when I debuted, I didn't even know what all the numbers meant. Yeah, right. I only knew what the outside backs was. Yeah, right. like I didn't know what eleven, twelve, thirteen were. I just like their forwards, <laughs> ten, eight. Didn't didn't have any idea. Yeah. So, no, nah, we we. Literally didn't watch any rugby league in the house. We didn't even have Channel uh, 9 in the house. Yeah, right. We only had Channel 2 and Channel 10, I think. SBS for the soccer. Well, no, we're not, <laughs> nah. even, not even that because nah. we, we, we live in Mudjabar on the Gold Coast. Right, right, yeah. right. And we had these massive trees that blocked this, the signal. Okay. So we only had Channel 2 and, and 8 or whatever. I think it was 8 or 10 or whatever it was. And so we couldn't even watch it even if we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And I was a massive nerd growing up. So I just, I'd just i do sport all week yeah. and then just play video games all, yeah, right, all, right. all weekend. So I didn't really watch much TV growing up. Yeah, right. And, and, or any footy. And so was you kind of your first experience with Bush League? Like you went up to the Clydesdales. Yep. What, did you have to like sign a lease in Toowoomba or something? Uh, no, no. We, we would travel. We would travel yeah, right, up there. Right, so right. it was a Broncos reserve grade side. There yeah. was only like, I think it was like one local guy that actually played for him. But yeah, so we would we would train all week um, in Brisbane, uh, and then we would travel up each weekend if we had to play there, or we would get, you know because most of the, the teams are in Brisbane. Um, but yeah, so that was a Queensland Cup. So at that stage, most players in your side in the Queensland Cup was like you know thirteen of them were NRL players kind yeah, of thing. Right. It's a bit different now where they've spread it all out over you know different teams, um, and I, I'd say the Queensland Cup isn't as strong as it used to be. But oh, with the twenties comp gone now, it might be. But yeah. um, it definitely did drop off for a few years there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was pretty strong when I was coming through. And tell us a little bit about your dabble with sevens. Yeah, it was just a. It was weird how it came about because when I was leaving the Broncos, well, I didn't want to leave the Broncos, but they told me basically you should leave. Um, there's certain things agreed to that they didn't come through on. Went down to the Melbourne Rebels actually, and they were interested. They said, "Look, yep, we're keen to have you. Here's the co- like we got the contract, everything like that. We just you can't say anything for 24 hours. We just got to." <laughs> speak to a few people on the board to make sure they're being sweet anyway so i told the broncos and like the next day they were quoted saying that i'm going and that canned the deal and so and and i told them not to say anything but i think they were just so eager to push to make sure that i'd gone yeah that they try to push it out through the media and that and so i was in a terrible position where basically they rang me up said oh don't worry about coming into training um we just don't feel like your heart's in it because you went down to melbourne yeah, it's bro. There's so many stories like that. Like, well, a few people have that as well with the with the with the machine up there. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like they control the narrative. Like yeah, yeah. as a footy player, you and can't, that was still owned by the newspapers then too. Yeah, they. You look at, for example, you look at the 
the everything that's going on right now at the Broncos. <laughs> There's like all this information coming out. Who do you think's putting that information out? The club. Yeah, yeah. The club yeah. puts the information out. Why are they doing it? it it's typical <sighs> business PR 101. Yeah. They have a massive loss. If they stay silent, yeah. the fans blow up and say nothing's changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go on this massive PR push of all these changes and chopping blocks and blah, blah. And we're going to release this guy and we're yeah. going to release that guy because they, they need their fans to think, oh, yep, they're really they're devastated. They're really going to change things around there. But I think you find there won't actually be that many changes next year. They couldn't control the narrative around Lodge, though. That, that's one of the more bizarre things mm. that's yeah. happened in rugby league in the last few years. Like, yeah. why are they defending a guy who's obviously... Yeah. And it's, it's not like he did a Mitchell Pierce, you know, Bender, yeah. Gyro, and someone's puppy yeah. dog, which yeah. was nothing in hindsight. Yeah. He's, he's Take me back to those days. Yeah, yeah. He got suspended. It was like fucking killed someone. Yeah. Yeah. He it, it was, a dog. Yeah. It was in... New York, though, so I think it might have been a bit harder. Yeah, but there's video. Like Everyone knows what he did, yeah. and he's kind of admitted to it. Well, there's also pre-existing um, criminal charges yeah. before the New York thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just think I, th- I think if it was a bloke, because there was a woman and child involved, it yeah. takes it to a whole new level, yeah. especially with vision, and it's you were charged. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it happened. There's no yeah. rumors, innuendo, yeah, yeah, yeah. dismissed, not dismissed. And I think also the Broncos have, have had a pretty clean skin for a very long time. Mm. So the media just were like, well, we got something to run with mm. here. Like This yeah. isn't this isn't the doggies that mm. have had a rough 10 years or whatever. This is clean skin Broncos that never put a foot wrong. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I felt like I think the vision really hurt him as well. Yeah. People seeing what happened. Yeah, but you know the Broncos for years were owned by the same people that owned the Kuru Mail. Yeah, yeah. So that obviously now they're not as a protected species. Yeah. But the club is still like vehemently defending their decision to possibly make this guy captain. It's yeah, like, that, yeah. That is not a good PR well, you know narrative. I think. Well, I think what they're doing is is they they put it out to make so this is how bad it can be, and then when they do announce a captain, everyone's like. Oh, Thank God. Mm-hmm. And like, so for example, it's in the video game industry, but they do it a lot. So they'll put out these uh, leaked yeah. um, information about the price of something. Yeah. And then when they release it, they drop the price. Yeah, so yeah. everything, everyone thinks that some, some progression so has been yeah, made. Managing expectations. Yeah. So yeah. I think with the Broncos, like for example, let's say they just went out and named Gillette. Yeah. There'd be a whole core of audience that would say he's older. Why are we, you know, he yeah. struggled for form or whatever it was. I, you know, I think he's a great leader, a great guy. Um, Andrew McCulloch they've got all these senior players struggling for form mm. whereas now they've put out this like case where you know it's not even in Lodge's best interest to be captain mm. because anything bad goes wrong his whole yeah. pass gets brought up constantly mm. so I feel like they've put out this like left field like crazy worst case scenario so whoever yeah. they name now is going to be a positive yeah, yeah. yeah for sure and so I just reckon that they're so good at like Managing the media and everything. Baiting all the ex-players <laughs> like Glenn Lazarus. I will hand in my life membership. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, it's just, there's no, yeah, there's no way they seriously, they're, they're a club that, I think the year that Bennett came back, they made $33 million or something like that. What? They're the only club that makes a massive profit. Yeah, right. So members a, came back when Wayne did. Well, like what I'm saying is, is that's how much profit that they can yeah. make. Yeah, you know, right. no other club's coming close to that. Yeah. Warriors broke even for a bit. Yeah. Um, and I think Melbourne Storm may have gotten close to breaking even. Everyone yeah. else makes a loss. Broncos are a well-oiled business machine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they understand. And have been since day one. Oh, you know, absolutely. That, that Powers partnership they had, no one had ever seen a sponsor like that yep. before. Yep. Um, and they've kind of, NRMA, they've, they've just, they've managed it well, perhaps because the club isn't run by ex-players <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in many capacities. Yes. Um, except for, of course, poor old Andrew G. But... 
another thing is they have a four or five million person city as the, and they're the one yeah, club there. Absolutely. So, so there is talk of another club in Brisbane. There's a, there's a talk of another team coming up somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Many argue, and you'd, you're on the ground on the Gold Coast, you could just bump the Titans up like an hour an hour north and, and, and rebrand them as something more Brisbane. Yeah. Where would you put it? Would you think, like you've seen on the ground, would you see Ipswich or, or Redcliffe or where would you say? It, it's such a tough call, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. you look at the ones that like the Titans have gone, you know, they've struggled so much for so many years. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you grew up in the Gold Coast and didn't even go near rugby league. Yeah, it? I didn't Accidentally, go Accidentally, so. No. And, and also they, they were aware of a kid, you know, yeah. crossing codes yeah. and there was never an approach from him this yeah. is i mean they they had luke keary in their burley side and yeah. they, they had nothing yeah. for him the next year yeah, yeah. luke keary yeah, yeah yeah he's going for his like second premiership yeah but they've got kibra they've got kibra they've got exactly. miami high they just can't they got they got kibra um and pbc who are two of the best yeah two of the best rugby league teams in the country yeah and yet they never seem to recruit any players from those teams so and i understand like it's it's very hard to recruit a kid when you've got bad history and you haven't won a grand final that kind of yeah. stuff but it's got to be better like them being local kids you know they might be playing for the Bugan Seahawks you know but they, they could get them and have them play at the Goldie you know because what ends up happening is these kids get signed to Balmain from one of these high schools and they go down to Wests and then they kind of lose their spot to a local guy and they end up plastering in about six months and you yeah. never hear from them again yeah, yeah. Know, so just, true. or they could have just stayed at home with mum and dad and yeah. played for the Titans absolutely so Whatever's happening in the Gold Coast, maybe there isn't enough kind of people around to create a fan base. You know what I mean? It's too yeah, transient. It is very transient. Like we, we've noticed, like with the bar and that, we noticed a lot of tourists, and yeah. obviously it's in in Broad Beach and that. Yeah. But um, there is a an idea of the Gold Coast in Australian culture. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. it is a holiday destination. Yeah. It's a relaxing destination, and I really feel subconsciously. Bucks parties. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> fake, fake hot chicks yeah, and yeah. steroid dudes yeah, and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. That is a stereotype throughout the entirety of Australia, and so I feel like there's this subconscious thing that when players go there, it's it's a whole like there's yeah. it's a goldie, it's the lifestyle's great. Whereas like when you go to Melbourne, you're not sitting there going the lifestyle's great. Mm. It's cold. Yeah, the coffee's good. That's it. Um, It's cold. You're going down there to work. It's going to be tough. Canberra, you're going there to work. Townsville, you know, like, you know, Brisbane, like, it doesn't have the same reputation as Gold Coast has. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Gold Coast is tough. No franchise has ever gone well there. Yeah, yeah. So is it time capacity. to cut and run? I don't. I don't know. I'm not, honestly, don't. Maybe they move it to the Ipswich because you could still kind of argue that it is a yeah. you know, southish yeah. and it's west, but you know, expansion but, club. Yeah. yeah, I think whatever the solution is, I don't think that the answer is going to be calling the second Brisbane team the Brisbane Bombers <laughs> or having. You could have a second team that's based in Brisbane, which is you know like the home ground for Ipswich and Redcliffe. Yep. And just call it, you know, the Brisbane, I don't know, anything. The South Brisbane. Literally yeah. Well, the, the Jets, anything. the Ipswich Jets is what yeah, they call yeah, it. The yeah. Brisbane Jets, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Whatever the answer is, it's not going to be made. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, the the, the NRL Dolphins. are famous yeah. for making the wrong decisions. <laughs> oh, it's not, true. Non-stop. Yeah. Like they'll, they're, they're great for repealing bad decisions, but they're never good for making a great one in the first place. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Until then, the Broncos will keep marching on as like the official successful business in the NRL. Oh, man, absolutely. <laughs> they, they, it's crazy how much... People don't realise how much resources they really have compared yeah. to other clubs. and I, they, They're not even number one in third party, but when it comes to just a well-oiled business machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you, I think in any business world, 
they would be considered a good quality company yeah, right, right, regardless right. of um and so i think that that from that side that's why they're so good at handling these situations you know yeah. like like all this information that's coming out they've been in the news cycle for three weeks yeah that's it's grand final yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a seabold thing about um he has a clause in his contract that that he has to get paid 12 months of his contract but they can terminate his contract yeah yeah who said that yeah of course the broncos said that yeah, yeah, they um and so you got you, a lot of people don't realize this but you're being manipulated you know that's what fucking pr is yeah yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of PR, who else you got on the locker room coming up? You got anything? Got uh, Sean Kenny Dow. Yeah, right. That'll be really good. Yeah, got him yeah. on Wednesday, and I got uh, Corey Harawira Nora. Yep. Can't say his name probably because I'm Australian. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sean Kenny Dow will be really interesting because like yeah. he's such a perfect case of you know we well, saw this stuff in the obviously he had an incredible career. Let's yeah. not dismiss that at all. But we saw this stuff in the media with you know Debellin and. Um, in the court court cases and everything yeah. that have come their way, and he was a guy that was falsely ac- accused, yeah. according to the courts and everything like that. Bit of a Brett Stewart scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. And obviously, we're not going to go deep into it and, yeah. and get you know talk like I don't want to upset the black one. Talk about him, no. Yeah, he's in there, starts crying because he fucking <laughs> went through so much shit for no reason. Yeah, but he'd be he'd be really good to hear his thoughts on on that. You know, he's, yeah. a, he's a footy player. He was clearly incorrectly charged. Yeah, his name will always be connected to that. Yeah. No, he'll Every probably be... walks into someone who'll say something. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, he's coming on. You you would have seen a very different landscape changing over from from soccer to to like oh. ethnic landscape anyway, like yeah. demographics-wise. Oh, absolutely. You wouldn't have played with many Islanders uh-huh. in that, soccer. Zero. You know, it's crazy. It's like the first, my first real uh, experience with Indigenous culture was in rugby league. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had none yeah, growing yeah, yeah. up. Like, there was, it wasn't in, like, they taught us about the dream time. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a Catholic school. Good school. And I think it was just more, again, you know, we're looking at of today's standards compared to 15 years ago. Yeah. It's a very different environment. Yeah. So I think today it's more in, in curriculums. Yeah. But yeah, my first experience with Indigenous culture was just footy and, and meeting them. Playing with Hodges. Playing with Hodges, getting told I'm a fuckwit. Yeah. And he, he made my whole career. <laughs> no, no. I, it might, it actually, there was an Indigenous family, Lacey's and the Appos, that took me in. So I yeah. was driving up from the Gold Coast pretty much every every day of training because yeah, yeah, I yeah. was on a four grand contract. Um, four grand for the year. $4,000. Yeah, $4,000. That was my contract for the first year. No match payments, just yeah, in Resi's oh, four grand contract. Um, and so, they, yeah, I, I would sleep on their floor for, yeah. for the first two years. Just the, the experience of a different environment of like what's mine is yours, that yeah. indigenous culture that it, obviously we have that in Western culture, but there is a very, for example, we st- I stayed at their house on the floor and they yeah. never were like, you want to pay rent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like you're eating our food. You fucking don't yeah. do anything. You're a piece yeah. of shit on our floor, and we've got to clean up <laughs> after you. It wasn't like that. It was yeah. just like you do your beer. We'll just yeah. you sleep on the floor. There was never. So you any... sort yourself out. Yeah, 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 just just whatever. Like yeah. there was, yeah. it was. It's it, it's hard to explain until you experience it. I yeah, think yeah. that indigenous culture of like, you know, they they call each other their mob, but yeah. it really is like that. You go to their house, they put massive feeds on for you, and there's never this exchange of like, I did this for you, therefore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you whereas I. Whereas Western culture, I feel it's more accepted for like if you're sleeping on my couch, mate, you've got to like, just yeah. chuck us a hundred bucks, yeah. which is sweet. Like there's yeah, nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with that, but it is that was the first. Or just what that's symbolic of, you know? What I yeah. Mean? Just the so so you know. On top of that, you know, you get to meet all those different people, but you've also got to see the the rise of um, and they've been around, but the, there's a there's definitely a takeover coming from the Midlands, the kind of Yorkshire. Yeah, uh, Englishman is, yes. is making their mark. I mean, I'm enjoying it. You, you, yeah, you reckon? Do you reckon that's changed the game? I think I think it has because you look at Bateman, you look at um, you know Sutton, you look at the Hodgson, mm. Burgess, Graham, 
they're just like they, they've come over and they've impacted the league. It's yeah, not yeah. it's not like they came over and just made the numbers up. Blended in, yeah. Um, so I think it'll really you know we look at, for example we we often point towards the island nations like Fiji, PNG, Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands. Like we should scout there early. But I feel like people will start looking. Maybe we should scout England early. Yeah. Massive population. Yeah, it's a hard headed fucking. Big English boys yeah, too, yeah. Absolutely, massive population, and they've proven they've they give, they've got the genetics to do it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think you'll find that there'll be a lot of scouting going on, like yeah. especially with the way what Ricky's done this year. Yeah. Like with without the English boys in their side, there's no way they make the grand final. Yeah, Not sure. a chance. Yeah, it's a, a very cheap alternative to finding the next Fijian flyer. Yeah, that's yeah. six foot seven and runs hundred and ten five. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, a very for sure. Um, so I think that yeah I think it has changed the game I, I agree with you there definitely yeah. well all the best to the milk this weekend and you know and the roosters if they win but uh, we <laughs> no, like to be on the, uh, on the right side of history here at the Batuta Advocate and thanks for joining us Deenan no thanks for having me I'm a long long time fan of the Batuta Advocate so thank you I thanks, appreciate mate. it we're, we're big fans of Locker Room too and if you want to check that out just find it anywhere where you find your good podcasts uh, your podcast pipes so um, yeah thanks again Thank you. Dean and Kemp, locker room, bloke in a bar.